This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast and we love it when Kel, the guitarist, comes into the studio to talk about a classic album. It was the turn of Carlos Santana this week and the amazing album Supernatural. Do enjoy the podcast, enjoy the guitar and don't forget to join me live on the show. Weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back into the show. And let me tell you, I knew there was a reason that I reached for my Carlos Santana T-shirt when I opened my wardrobe this morning. As I thought, well, um, look, we could be playing a little bit of Carlos Santana on Kel's classic album. Kel Jenkins, guitar player. Welcome back into the studio. Hello, hello. It's uh, lovely to be back here again. I always love it here. I don't think I'm going to go home. Do you want to move right? in? A, yeah, yeah, I think I might do. I'll just pop in the corner. We're quite quiet. I know. We love our studio. We're very, very proud of it here at Dubai I want a 3.8. Let me tell you. Now, each and every Thursday night, we take a look at a classic album from years gone by. Last week, it was Simply Red and uh, Stars, which was an absolute beauty. This week... We've turned our attention to the guitar and to the incredible Carlos Santana. Kel, you're an avid guitar player, you know, you collect guitars, you're a fantastic player. Tell me about Santana. Well, where to start? I think he single-handedly kind of brought Latin to the masses and guitar as well. And this album in particular has got guitar all over it. But the moment you hear his name, you don't just think of his music... You think of the colours, the the covers of the albums, the yep. whole kind of spirit of yep. of Latin, and I think that was probably one. Apart from being one of the greatest guitarists that's ever lived, I think his contribution, especially to make Latin music so accessible, mm-hmm. is huge. And I think this this album that we're going to talk about tonight is an absolute behemoth and real testament. Because I mean, he started in nineteen nineteen sixty nine. Went still going all the way through, and I think this is kind of the, the pinnacle of what he's done. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So tonight we'll talk about the behemoth an album, uh, which, <laughs> which is supernatural. Supernatural. Before we get into that, um, I want to talk um, about his tone. The first time I ever heard him was on an instrumental piece called Samba Party, which mm. from one of his very early albums back in yeah. the 1970s. But that tone, uh, he's another one of these guitarists that we talk about. We, we spoke about Brian May a couple of weeks ago, uh, and Carlos Santana. You know couple of yeah. notes you know straight away it's him how does he do it yeah i think what is partly uh, he's a very spiritual person and most guitarists will always say it's in the fingers yeah that's the thing you can have the same gear but it, they'll all sound different because it's in his fingers but he was very influenced in the early days by bands like fleetwood mac and peter green and blues yeah. and early eric clapton so if you listen to almost like kind of cream early eric clapton guitar kind of tone because Clapton used to call it the the kind of woman tone because it had this beautiful richness to it. Um, but I think with his Latin fire that, that goes into everything that he does, as you say, you, you've only got to hear one note and you're like, boom, that's that Santana. He's got the vibrato. He's the note. His note choice is a very kind of Latino. You know, it's got that feel, mm, that mm. groove to it. And yeah, all, all in all in the fingers. And um, I remember seeing an interview with him years ago. And they used to ask him about, you know, what, what, what do you come up with when you're coming up with lines? He says, all I do is I close my eyes, I, I look up to the sky and it just happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've I mean, tried that, it just doesn't it, work. Don't work so. for you. <laughs> I mean, let, let's just have a little clip of uh, one of his earlier pieces.
As you say, you know, look up to the sky and let it all come out. And, yeah. you know, one of his earlier tunes there, uh, Or You Come With Var, fabulous Hammond organ on there. Yeah. Chick career, I believe, is, uh, yeah, is the player yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, great sound. And, and you brought in a Santana guitar. You've actually got one, um, which is yeah, endorsed by Carlos Santana, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a guitar maker called Paul Reed Smith, who uh, and really the first time it was seen was during Live Aid. So, uh, Santana played this guitar, which just looked aesthetically gorgeous. It has this, it's called Bird's Eye Maple, so it almost kind of looks like waves in the sea yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see the body of the guitar. Yeah. Um, but they're very, very high-quality instruments, and he was one of the first people to use Paul Reed Smith guitars, uh, and I was lucky enough to get one back in 1991, which uh, I've never parted <laughs> with. And, um, yeah, they're, they're played now. I mean, it's they're one of the, the biggest boutique guitar brands in the world, yeah. played by, like, real guitarists, guitarists. You know, they're very, very high-quality instruments, and Santana's been playing them since the, the mid-'80s. Wow. So a lot of his tone, as well as his fingers also comes from using Paul Reed Smith guitars. Yeah, yeah. Right then, let's get into our first piece of music. I want to squeeze one in um, mm. bef- before uh, we get to our news. And uh, I think we're going to probably go for the big single yeah. um, off the album. Yeah, I think I think we have to, really. It's, it's such a great song. And it's, it's interesting how this came about, because it was initially um, written by Itel Sur, um, who was a songwriter who was approached by, uh, I think it was Santana's manager, who'd played in parts of the album before, and he felt... It's good. He's got all these collaborations, but he just needed that Santana groove and that Santana feel. So he went away and wrote this. And then they was looking for a vocalist. And interesting enough, George Michael was actually muted to, oh, yeah, to come okay. up with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the manager also looked after Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20. Um, so that will probably give give the track away. This became his first number one hit. It stayed at the top of the Billboard at 100 for 12 consecutive weeks and is one of the biggest singles that's, that's ever, ever been existed. And it's uh, The Incredible Smooth. Rhythm on your way. 
forget about it. First track then from uh, our album that we're looking at from Carlos Santana on Kel's classic album. Kel, you couldn't resist picking up your guitar and <laughs> strumming it away along with Mr. Santana there. No, it's it's just such a great song and great fun to play and yeah, it's got the guitar sitting there. And and feral vocals as well. Yeah, it's true. We, we often overlook that, I think, with yeah. some of these collaborations. Yeah, and a really nice bassline as well. Actually, it's very simple, but it's really driving. All of the all of the parts of this song are just perfectly written because it gives it that feel and it really allows the guitar which is kind of it's it's Santana so he's going to be all over it but I think his vocal it's interesting it would have been interesting to see what happened if George Michael would have done it yeah how much it would have actually overshadowed because it's George Michael yeah yeah because Rob Thomas wasn't known as well then was he no, but I no. think it made you in a funny way listen to his voice even more if that makes sense yeah, yeah. I can't hear and you know I'm hear George Michael on that personally I, it, no, much as I think he's a great singer, it, I'm, he'd, he'd have pulled it off, I'm sure. Anyway, but by the way, um, go to uh, our uh, uh, social media, and there's a lovely photograph of that, that guitar uh, that Cal kindly brought in. That is uh, endorsed by Carlos Santana, and you'll get the what did you call it again? That kind of oh, it's, it's called bird's eye maple. The, bird's eye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the body looks like, so it all looks nice and kind of shimmery and yeah, yeah, and shiny. Yeah, a little bit of bird's eye maple. You can uh, take a look <laughs> at that. We'll come back. We've got more music from this. Uh, classic album and we'll take a look at some of the other albums that were around in this particular year right here on Dubai I 103.8 You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station This is The Night Shift on Dubai I 103.8 Welcome back and we are talking music and we are talking the music of the incredible Carlos Santana and uh, an album that he released what was the year again Kel for this uh, album? For this one this was 1999 1999 yeah. time has flown on Isn't hasn't it, it? yeah um, uh, Supernatural uh, 18th studio album by Santana 18th <laughs> yeah I know it's crazy <laughs> it's isn't it a huge body of work isn't it uh, yeah. I, I just want to go back to um, one of the all time great festivals of course which Carlos Santana was part of and yeah. that's Woodstock yeah yeah and I think this was fairly recently after it started because this was back in 1969 when he brought out the first album and I think with this there's there's two seminal performances there's the iconic Jimi Hendrix performance which which everybody's seen and yeah. really kind yeah. of put him to the stratosphere but back then Santana wasn't really known as well as certainly as well as he is now, so he was on like the, the kind of two o'clock yeah. on a Saturday afternoon slot. <laughs> yeah, right. But um, his set was just unbelievable, and um, it's I think it's up on YouTube. I've got the Woodstock kind of DVD, and it's just the the power that they play behind. And I think what's amazing with this, I think the stats were there were an estimated four hundred thousand people playing. <laughs> Decent audience. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. I think I've played to four before. But I'm missing a few zeros. Um, but also, I have to give uh, a lot of respect to the drummer because the drummer was was 18 when he did this, and there was one particular track called "Soul Sacrifice," which has got the most incredible drum solo. Though he's uh, his name's Michael Shreve, which he does in the middle of it. And if you think the kid was 18 and he can play yeah. like this, I mean, you've got to play that kind of music. You really got to kind of know your chops um and i think this is one of the seminal performances that have come out of live aid and i think it just kind of helped bump them to a complete different different stratosphere live aid live aid sorry <laughs> we'll sorry we'll stop here we go <laughs>
that song Sacrifice then that was in the set at uh, Woodstock played by Carlos Santana uh, Saskia thanks for your message love 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 Santana thanks for doing a show on him makes the commute a pleasure thank you Saskia for that yeah we're kind of enjoying it as well in our studios so yeah um, as you say wasn't amazingly well known at the time when he played Woodstock no and I think this is what Woodstock did for quite a lot of artists as well it's ones that could really play it really came over to the audience and again that even just listening to that you can't help but just feel feel the power of the of, of the music and his tone the whole band and everything so I think it really it really kind of put them on the map as just not just great musicians great songwriters but a real real strong live act yeah yeah I'm just looking at the albums that were released in the same year um a, another Latino artist came to the fore in Ricky Martin. Yeah. Um, with with, uh, with his debut album. Um, also, the Backstreet Boys were out and about with Millennium. Yeah, yeah. It was. I think this was a big year for pop. Yeah. So, yeah, Millennium, Backstreet Boys, Baby One More Time, Britney. Um, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. That was a fantastic album. Um, TLC, Fan Mail, NSYNC. So it was that kind of era of, of uh, really strong US pop. Pop really kind yeah. of started there. Shania Twain as well. That was that was a strong album that came out. But uh, yeah, I think, and it's interesting where you see where this sits in because you can start to visualise all of the videos from some of those those kind of pop stars, and then where they where this kind of sits in, it's kind of very different so again it has to be really powerful yeah, yeah. to stand out against all that now uh, Corazon Espanado is our uh, second tune that translates to Thorned Heat is mm. what, what we're going to go for what do we know about this song yeah so this this features a Latin group all called Mania I believe is uh, the pronunci- pronunciation but I could, I could be wrong um, and this is done in Spanish so it was it was a very very strong Spanish um, I think it won record of the year for the Latin Grammys um, and it's and it did really really well across all Spanish-speaking countries. And again, a proper a proper nod to, to kind of his heritage. What I find interesting with this as well is if you listen to like the intro guitar riff, it's Layla. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's like kind of a bit of a nod to Clapton, who actually plays on this album on another track as well. Oh right. Um, yeah, it's a track called "The Calling," yeah. which is which is keep Eric Clapton happy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> keep Eric Clapton. Andrew, thanks for your message. Best music ever tonight with Carlos. Um, I know you're a big fan. Let's have a listen. Second track from our classic album.
So our second song then from our classic album with guitarist Kel tonight, Corazon Espinado is the title of that. Absolutely spot on with that Derek and the Dogs and kind of uh, uh, comparison with that guitar riff at the start there. Yeah, it, def- it definitely is, isn't it? And uh, But I think, I mean, they, they grew up effectively together as guitarists. They were both heavily influenced by the blues back in the day. They, you know, they were both late 60s, early 70s, Guitarist, very close friends, as say Clapton's on the album, so I yeah. think it's more of a nod of respect. We're going to come back. Uh, we've got some more to play for you, and uh, we're going to take a look at some of the movies that were around in this year when the album was released. This is the Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai Eye One Hundred Three Point Eight, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back to the show, uh, Lelaine. Thanks for your message. Santana reminds me of the Y Two K era, early two thousands. Right, but he goes way, way further back than that. But I'm glad that he picks out a moment in time for you, Lelaine. Thank you so much for your uh, message. Probably one of his most famous early tunes is is Black Magic Woman. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I think this is, again, it's it's a nod to um, to Peter Green and Fleetwood Mac. Because um, it, it, I'm, try, I'm trying to remember the name of the title. There was a slightly different title that he had. He took that and then he kind of put his Latin feel to it. And it just becomes standard. And I think you, you find this when you... When you go and see bands that play play around, yeah. there's there's kind of maybe 50, 70 songs that they all play, and you know it's a good song if it, if it makes cover bands. <laughs> yeah, you right. know? yeah, let's and have a listen. Got a black magic woman Got a black magic woman I've got a black magic woman Got me so blind I can that she's a black magic woman She's trying to make a devil out of me Don't turn your back on me, baby Don't turn your back on me, baby Yes, don't turn your back on me, baby Stop messing around with your tricks Don't turn your back on me, baby You just might pick up my there once again that incredible tone the rhythm as well um yeah obviously latin players you know it's yeah. sometimes you can just tell it's in the blood yeah I, I remember i used to work on cruise ships and i was in a band and we tried playing a bossa nova and, and they got they brought a brazilian band on and you just couldn't get anywhere near it it, no. it was just in their dna and, it, and i, I get, get that feel coming out of santana's music so much so much and i think it's this is why it's a lot for them it's a lot more than just listening to music you know there's a very very big spiritual connection that they they all have and i think this is this is what comes through and when you listen to it i i feel it evokes a lot more stuff than oh that's i really like that song you know, you can say, as I was saying earlier, you can see the yeah. colours, you can kind of The designs hear, of the album the, yeah, covers, they, the hats that he wears. Yeah, the, the whole thing. It, but it just kind of pulls you to a different place, which is really, really, mm. it's really, really nice. But but yeah, it's it's definitely an, an in-the-blood thing. Well, when we weren't listening to Santana, what were we watching at the movies <laughs> in this year? Well, it was interesting, actually, bearing in mind that there were so much pop songs going about, um, there seemed to be the complete opposite for, for some of the movies. So it's the year that the, the Blair 
Blair Witch Project came out. Ooh, way too scary yeah, for me. Yeah, same same here. <laughs> and uh, Sleepy Hollow, that was that was another scary one. The Sixth Sense, do you remember that? Uh, no, uh, Bruce Willis. That's probably one that I gave yeah. a wide berth to. Yeah, Notting exactly. Hill, I can see in your that list. Was that's right. my yeah. kind of a movie. <laughs> Toy Story 2? Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, so so that came. The Green Mile as well, which is a lovely film. Tom, yeah. Tom Hanks film. Yeah. Um, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, the Matrix as yeah. well. And one of my favourite TV shows when we look at 1999, and I did the tour when I went out to New York, is The Sopranos. Though. Oh, amazing. Uh, that was a, a lovely TV show. What else was showing there? So, yeah, so so th- these, this was, uh, these are the ones that debuted in 1999. Oh, okay. So that's okay. when that started. So yeah. also other shows, The Family Guy started there, Futurama, The West Wing, uh, Bob the Builder started in, in 1999, and um, Spon- SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, both of which I couldn't <laughs> turn my eyes off, Bob the Builder and SpongeBob. Now we've got time for one more song from uh, Santana's classic album that we're looking at. And uh, as, you, as you said, how many Grammys? Was it nine Grammys? I nine think? Grammys, yeah, and three Latin Grammys. So it was, when that happened, it was the most amount of Grammys that a single artist had won um, since, since Thriller Michael Jackson. So again, it's just shows what a behemoth of a, of a record this is yeah so much yeah. stuff so much stuff to uh, you know push thriller around it takes a bit of muscle <laughs> yeah. doesn't it yeah, yeah very um, much so song number three wishing it was yeah so i mean i was tempted to put maria maria um because yeah. it was obviously a huge song but i think every everybody knows it and it, but if you do want to hear it i will guarantee you there'll be a band here playing it somewhere <laughs> yeah, right. right now yeah um but i like this because it's uh it's it's a collaboration with eagle eye cherry and for me it's it's a nice mix of of that latin feel i mean the past couple of tracks are very much santanary but i think this gives a real kind of contemporary uh, edge to, to to the music and especially with his vocal because his vocal again at the time it was very very contemporary very very modern so you still got that santana groove but with a real kind of modern touch to it so i thought this was a, a real a real nice collaboration Makes me cry, but happiness does. It's so strange. 
So there's our third track then from uh, Kel's classic album, Wishing It Was, featuring Eagle Eye Cherry. Another thing that Santana is just amazing at is putting the, the right licks behind a lead vocal. He, he, yeah. he just knows exactly what to play, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's a nice kind of question and answer yeah. kind of kind of dynamic that, he's, that he, he has completely now. Because it's very easy just to overplay and self-indulge. Yeah, yeah. But I think he really, really compliments the vocal. Vice versa. I think the vocalist knows, right, I'm playing on a Carlos Santana record, so it's going to be that. But he doesn't overshadow it. He compliments it really nice, and he knows when to kind of branch out a little bit further, hold it back a little bit, build it up. Again, that's that's, you know the quality of, uh, of the legend that he is. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can play a bit, uh, Kel. Um, is Santana something that you enjoy playing? And, uh, yeah. you know, is it difficult to nail to get it right? It's it's the feel. Again, it's the feel. Yeah. And a lot of it, he'll use kind of particular sorts of scales and particular kind of techniques. Um, but it's a joy to play because it's just really emotive. And it is really a thing where you can just kind of close your eyes. I think a lot of it, a lot of it comes from the rhythm. And I think that's why he, he almost lets it, the fingers just do what they want. He just is, lets, he's absorbed by what's going on around him with the bass, with the rhythms, with what the percussion's doing, what the drummer's doing, just, and just just lets it all flow and comes comes out of his fingers. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a delight to play his stuff, it really is. Let it all flow. Once again, Kel, with your classic album. Thanks so much for being with us on the show. Pleasure. Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.